0: Hello and welcome to Subdurbs Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to uh, design a character for the Star Wars Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG. Before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. Well, it's pretty simple. On this podcast, we
1: like to talk about games. And, um, and so if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, you will have heard uh, about the Star Wars game that I have been GMing, very improvy. We did a whole episode on the kind of the, the strategies that I've been using to sort of like improv some of these sessions and missions uh, and how the, and how the system works. Um, but I basically was like, hey, listen, you know, because there's no overarching continuity, there's not a lot of plot twists, you know, like, there's no stuff I really need to, like, keep secret, and it's a very episodic structure, why don't we open up the game to other folks coming into, you know, to GM that, that aren't just me? Um, and Mango was like, that sounds great, I will GM, which means that I need to build uh to build out a character and for that task we have invited on a very special guest our friend nick hello nick welcome to the cast
2: thank you for having me uh glad to be here
1: um nick is probably the most knowledgeable person on uh the star wars fantasy flight system um that I feel like we know, right? Like, if there's anybody who has the best command over the systems and the numbers and all of it, uh, it's probably Nick, which is why we thought that it was a great idea to uh, to bring you on. Because I definitely have a vision, right? Um, but I haven't done a ton of the work in terms of just, like, sitting down and putting numbers in and thinking about what, what this will look like in a mechanics version of the game.
0: Yeah, and that's actually something I really like about the system. I think it lends itself really well to, to that kind of, like, character like that's obviously the you know the, the goal for any system right is to be able to just kind of like translate your fantasy to paper but i think the star wars system does a pretty good job at it because like even if you can't get the mechanics to, to quite fit right you can just kind of do things and you'll probably be pretty okay at them so um. yeah definitely
1: okay so here is the overall character pitch um i'm playing a retired arc trooper named Omega. Omega obviously being a uh, a nickname. He fought with Base Windu's teams as, you know, part of the first group of ARC Troopers called the Alpha Class. Um, that's where his nickname comes from. He's the very end. Uh, his designation is ARC 12- 112, which is the very last of the Alpha uh, Class. Um, and... Being an Alpha, I actually didn't quite know the lore behind this, uh, but being an Alpha, he does not have an inhibitor chip, like the organic inhibitor chips that allow Order 66 to happen in his head. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't betray the Jedi with Order 66 and instead participates in the uprising that takes place in the 2005 Battlefront 2 game where a new batch of clones are being created so that Kamino can throw off the shackles of the empire and the 501st kind of like brutally put it down. Um, He participates in that rebellion and deserts from, you know, the Imperial army at that point. Um, And uh, then basically spends the intervening, you know, however many years, 20 years as a, uh, as a mercenary, as a bodyguard uh, with a very, you know, Standoffish relationship with the Empire. Very happy to attack the Empire um, because he loathes what they did to to you know his his fellow clones by essentially mind controlling them. Right. Um, so in ter- in game terms, we're talking about a clone. With the Arc Trooper specialization at level one, I also want to, um, or not level one, but like at character creation. I also want to highlight that because we've been playing the games and I've been GMing the games, I have theoretically earned experience and money, right? Uh, So I'll be start. So Omega will be starting at a stronger place than level one characters, um, just because uh, we're sort of backfilling that all that stuff. Because I, I, you know, I was at the sessions. I was GMing these sessions. Right, also kind of like applies to my GM character. Yeah, Um, we do have to build it at level one
0: first, right? Like because yeah, so we do need to
1: sit at level one because there is character gen. Well, so I don't quite. I what is the what is the difference between character gen experience and post character gen experience? Uh,
2: The The biggest one is that the attributes can't be raised with post character gen experience, which is why you shouldn't commingle the experience because. I would highly recommend you spend a majority of your starting experience on raising your attributes
1: okay that makes sense that's that's probably where we should uh start ourselves out so as a clone, all of my base level experience or all of my base level attributes um are going to be two, and then I can spend a certain amount of experience on those in order to. Raise them to three or two or to four. Now, for your guys' characters, you raised attributes first. Did you take Did you take skills or anything like that? Did you just pump, pump, pump it all into attributes?
2: Uh, I think I may have spent five points on skills, but I put almost everything in the uh, okay,
0: I, I put the yeah. vast majority into into attributes. Um, I think I pulled. I think I actually pulled extra obligation so i didn't feel bad about spending my starting experience on things besides attributes
1: Um, okay um i'm i'm not planning to pull any extra obligation uh omega's starting obligation is the betrayal obligation since you betrayed the republic slash empire by deserting after order 66 and you know like rebelling against them with the other with the other folks on camino uh but i'm not planning on taking extra obligation so we'll just start with that uh with that 100 okay so um New Trooper class obviously very ranged focus, ranged light specifically. Um, I'll probably be looking at, like, a two-weapon double pistols sort of build, um, which suggests that I should probably be raising my agility, like, in, first and foremost, right? Like, that is my paramount skill.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the other things you would might want to look at are, uh, are, are like, any, any of, like, the kind of secondary skills that you'd be interested in. Uh, if if that makes sense, right? Like, um, if you look at the skill list, and anything else calls out Hugh, I would I would say go with that. What, what do you think, Nick?
2: I would say that we should actually not go directly into spending the experience because there are a number of choices that are not experience based. Before we uh, get to that, actually.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Sure.
2: So first, um, just to go through the additional pieces of being a clone, um, in addition to having the uh twos in each stat as your baseline uh you begin with that rank in knowledge warfare and that rank in resilience that Um, is correct
1: let me as well as
2: your one point physical training
1: um okay then yeah so physical training uh is a talent that is going to increase my athletics and my resilience checks add a boost die to those um uh, which I just start off with at level uh, at level one. And then uh, resilience and knowledge warfare are just baseline skills uh, in the game. Okay, so that makes sense. Right. I've added that to my sheet.
2: Now, the other piece to keep in mind is that as we go through all the skills, uh, you can't put a skill rank above two at character creation. Okay, um, But um, there are a number of different additional ones that you'll be getting. So the next piece after that is that because you're part of the clone soldier career path, you have the eight career skills of athletics, brawl, cool, discipline, medicine, ranged heavy, ranged light, and vigilance. And as this is your career to start with, uh, four of those you get a free rank in.
1: Interesting. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. For Um, the people
0: following along at home, Uh, is is this... Uh, which 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 book is this tree in? Do you know? Uh,
1: so the clone soldier tree that I am using is in Collapse of the Republic, um, which is the clone soldier tree that includes ARC Trooper. There is technically a clone soldier tree also in Rise of the Separatists, uh, but that tree does not include the ARC Trooper talent tree.
2: Okay. Right. Um, basically, most careers other than Jedi have six different specializations, and with clone soldier it's split with three of them in collapse the republic and three of them rise the separatists that makes sense
1: okay so uh, as I'm taking a look at these career skills I also get bonus career skills for being an arc trooper is that correct how does, right. how, so, how, how does that
2: work after you pick your uh, four ranks out of your eight career skills you then go to the arc trooper page and then the arc trooper specialization has four skills that are associated with that as the additional career skills There will be some overlap of the clone soldiers, but out of those four, uh, you get two of those as an additional rank.
1: Okay, so I get a total of six free ranks in skills at character creation, is that correct?
2: In addition to the two from your species, so that'll be a total of eight free ranks. uh, And this is where the, this is also where part of the can't raise skills above two, is in particular as you may get something free from your species, you may get something free from your career and you may get something free from your specialization uh you can stack those but not pass it to a character
1: okay yeah you, you know what's funny is that as i'm looking at these i do not have career skills in worth warf- knowledge warfare or resilience uh which are both um Part of that of my of my species, so that's kind of neat to get to get sort of cross class, quote unquote cross class skills. that I guess other clone trooper designations would probably get that. Uh, other clone trooper talent trees, um, like I'm sure the clone commander probably has knowledge warfare
0: also um, as part of his career. Nothing says that a clone has to be a clone soldier, right? Like you could be a yeah 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 clone Jedi, I guess clone um, pirate. <laughs> although you can't be a pirate of creation because that's not tied to a career. Uh, oh, is that? Tree. I'm sorry. I, is yeah. that a, is that an actual career? I just was. Yeah, yeah. Thinking that, 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 of, you that, know. well, that's a Universal uh, Talent Tree. A Fair enough. That was. Uh,
1: that, I was referencing the the murky, ethereal piratey nature of our crew, ah. uh, rather than actual, you know, uh, actual pirates. Okay, so this makes a ton of sense, and I feel like I should I should be making choices about these um, these skills here now. So can I? It is different. It is it is one rank and six different, or could it be like three
0: instances of two ranks each? Uh, it's it's so it's four separate from your career, and then two separate from your Arc Trooper bonus career skill. So if they if those two lists overlap, you can double up. Okay, um, that that's right, right, Nick.
2: I didn't screw that up. That is correct, Bingo. Okay, uh,
0: those right, two so, lists do not double up. So I'm going to
1: have to take one rank in a, in a couple of different things. Uh, I think the obvious answer is ranged light, that's one because my build is probably going to be pistol focused, those are ranged lights, um, athletics for sure, uh, cool is an interesting one, I have both cool and vigilance on my tree, and there is stuff in arc trooper that rewards you for going first in combat. Um, like deeper in the in the ARC Trooper talent tree, there's Quick Strike, which is a talent that says, add a bonus die per rank of Quick Strike to combat checks against targets that have not acted in an encounter, and then get the drop, which is once per session, my character and any number of allies in the encounter may add an equal number of successes to the character's ranks in stealth to determine our initiative order. So hypothetically speaking, if I have a bunch of ranks in stealth, like if I have three ranks in stealth, I can set everyone's initiative to three which just that seems incredibly powerful right um but i don't get the sense that i'm going to be able to really go super deep into two different like lines of the tree right off right off the bat is that like what 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 are you guys thoughts on that uh,
0: so so nick nick has kind of driven down two trees on his character and i've kind of been filling out one of mine even though i did pick up a second one um and like like I've been pretty thoroughly going down two trees on mine, and I'm just kind of getting to the bottom now. Um, I don't think I've spent my, my points from last session, so I'll have, like, something at the bottom. Um, and so, like, if you really focus on it, it's actually not super hard to, like, get to the bottom of the tree if that's what you're asking.
1: Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because, um, you know, just, like, looking ahead, there are some abilities that i think are going to be like key uh guns blazing is an activated ability this is as an incidental suffer two strain to avoid increasing the difficulty of a ranged light check to attack with two weapons which i think is like the core combat talent for this tree right if you're going to be gunslinging right with two pistols you need guns blazing in order to be effective um but I don't necessarily have to continue going down that through natural commando and rapid fire. Hypothetically speaking, I could then go across the tree to get quick strike and get the drop and try and create that sort of uh, stealthy ambush sort of character archetype.
0: Uh, yeah, also, I, I will say that like um, I have seen the common wisdom and uh, we haven't dealt with anything that deadly yet. But I think it is true that like like you have grit and tough and debt, like five cost on the top of your tree here. Those are probably um, worth getting just because they're, okay. they're supposed to be pretty universally good. What, what are your I was actually thinking
1: about grit a lot because I, you know, I, so one of the things about guns blazing is you're suffering two strain every turn to take it. Um, and so having extra strain threshold seems very good to me.
2: Yeah, okay. right. Another factor would be trying to take any excess um, advantages and applying that to healing your strain to keep yourself in the fight.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is the, uh, so the kind of capstone along the the right side of the tree, just so that folks can, um, can sort of follow along, uh, has an ability called rapid fire that says I may perform, uh, an incidental, uh, and add the auto fire item quality to a ranged light combat check. So hypothetically speaking, I could use one of my pistols and auto fire with it. Now after that resolves, the the weapon runs out of ammo, right? Um, but if I'm not looking to use rapid fire, like maybe I avoid rapid fire because I don't want to be spending my advantages on um, I don't want to be spending my advantages on auto fire. I want to be spending my advantages on strain so that I can be taking guns blazing every turn um, and really like living that dual you know dual wielding dream.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a, a potential use. Um, yeah.
1: Uh. Anyway, so back to skills. Uh, so I've picked up that one in range light that seems to make uh, a ton of sense in my co- my other combat skills. I have brawl and I have ranged heavy, which I kind of feel like I don't really need to worry about. Do you guys, do you have split between range light and range heavy? Is that something that the two of you guys find or found useful?
2: No. Uh, so I've actually been. Leveling both, but that's as much because of works in my character design as opposed okay. to any real need. I would be far better off specializing in ranged heavy.
1: And okay, I- fair enough. So I feel like I am. Uh, I'm definitely going to take that range light, but I'll avoid the other two in the in the combat checks for now. What were you going to say
0: mango? Oh yeah. So, so the the thing to note here though is that like if you put pump your agility right, you will be naturally pretty good at ranged heavy even without ranks. And also, if you want to, like, tweak it a little bit, like, 5 XP dropping to get, like, the first rank or so isn't the end of the world either. So, yeah, um, that's and that's true. something you that's can do true, later, sure. right? Like, because it is a, a class skill, right? So you don't have yeah. to worry about paying extra to do that.
1: Okay. Um, then I feel like it is definitely worthwhile for me to pick up stealth. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a core part of the character in the build, especially if I'm looking at get the drop and Quick Strike. Uh, which then also seems to suggest that Vigilance and Cool are higher priorities because getting up in the initiative order is a big deal, whether we are unprepared or prepared. Um, So that gives me a total of four uh, of the four uh, career skills for the Clone Soldier that I've chosen. Oh, that's not true. I'm sorry. Stealth is actually part of the Arc Trooper Tree, so I have one more in Clone Soldier. Uh, That's a good one. Let's go Athletics because... Athletics seems to be something that's important, uh, and we can raise that up to, and we can raise that up to do. Um, then between coordination mechanics and piloting planetary for the second Arc Trooper bonus skill. So coordination is kind of like acrobatics. That's right.
2: Coordination is very much the acrobatics replacement. It's hmm. used for a lot of the same um, uses as acrobatics is in, say, Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I like the idea of pairing up having athletics and acrobatics, because it kind of like lets them, you know, it sort of opens up the map in a way where it's like, oh, if you want to climb up a thing, you can do that. If you want to, you know, balance beam across a thing, you can do that. Um, And I like the idea of being, I don't know, of being that sort of nimble. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, like, uh, your other options are, what, mechanics and piloting Mechanics planetary. and
2: piloting planetary.
0: Yeah, I mean... So, should...
2: one thing to keep in mind with the plan- piloting planetary, though, is that if you ever plan on getting a jetpack, using the jetpack is a piloting planetary check. Ooh. And uh, I believe that's why it's tied to the ARC Troopers. Because Okay, yeah,
0: are... that makes sense. Uh, although, again, just to, to point it out, like... I think initially coordination will probably be more useful to you, right? Like you can always bump your piloting planetary by spending points on it, right? Like it's
1: yeah. This is almost like a philosophical thing because, like, one of the you know coordination is obviously something that um, is personal, right? Like I need to make my own coordination checks. But hypothetically speaking, if we run into a speeder, well, Wall is on the team and he has a bunch of ranks in piloting planetary, so like. You know, I can kind of lean on the team's piloting planetary. I can sort of lean on, you know, for instance, uh, Argus's mechanics check in a way that I wouldn't be able to lean on their coordination check.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Okay, so uh, I think this is our six total. So we have athletics, cool coordination, uh, stealth, vigilance, and ranged light. As the like the base skills that I'm taking as part of the uh, uh, as part of like the character creation process.
2: And to just double check on that, that would be uh, coordination and stealth from the ARC trooper, so mm. not taking mechanics or piloting planetary. Yeah. And then for the clone soldier, it's the athletics, cool, range, light, vigilance, uh, skipping over the brawl, discipline, medicine. Yeah. Oh, I do out.
1: actually, I, 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 I'm interested by Discipline. We haven't used it all that much, um, but it is an interesting skill that I feel like there's a little bit of a hole in the team in a way um, when it comes to, uh, like, do, does anybody, do you, does anybody have Ranks and Discipline? I feel like we haven't even made Discipline checks,
0: really. Yeah, I think I might have Ranks and Discipline, but like you can tell that I don't really remember since we haven't used them. Uh, yeah because i know that discipline is opposed to a couple of the social checks like i think coercion
1: checks are opposed by discipline checks um which is sort of a you know like a neat little edge case um but a lot of the time when it comes to social interactions you are acting upon not being acted upon um so the it it is sort of rarer that you're going to use this sort of defensive social social skills
0: I actually don't have any right. in discipline, so you know okay. I, was, I was wrong. Well, that might be Same something here. that
1: like I can take a little bit later yeah. down the line. All right, so what is what is next in the process? We have these, we have our skills locked down.
2: Uh, uh, one quick fix, and yeah, the skills look good now.
0: All right, uh, we are going to. Um, also, uh, after this, if you can like screenshot your character sheet, buddy, so we can post it
2: with the episode. I think that'd be good. Okay. Um, uh, also, to be clear, is the quick fix the athletics? Right. I believe you had put the rank in, then forgot you put the rank in, and then put a second rank in, because you only had one ability to get a free rank, because okay. it wasn't in your species, and it wasn't in your specialization, so it would have just been from...
0: Okay, uh, yeah, you're probably right.
2: Yeah, track. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All
0: right, and the, I think this is where we start spending starting experience, right, Nick?
2: Right, so... In the core rulebooks, it has a ten-step process for going through character creation. Um, we've gone through the background, we've listed the application, picked the species of um, clone, and the career and specialization to start with. So now we are on step six. Best, uh, okay. Hundred experience points.
1: So, what is the what is like the point calculus that goes into upping my characteristics?
2: Uh, right. So all of this is based upon. What the current value is and what it's going to. Okay. So with raising your key characteristics, which again can only raise that character creation, it would be ten times the number it would become after raising it by one. So with everything starting at two, raising one stat from two to three would be thirty,
0: and um, then three to four would be forty. And you can't right, increase for a total it above of
2: seven to raise the stat from two to four.
0: And you can't increase it above five during character creation. Okay, so hypothetically
1: speaking, I could do something like increase my agility to four and then my intellect to three or whatever, and that would be all 100 points? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that what you guys did? Increase it to four right off the bat?
2: Uh, I increased my agility to four and my willpower to three. Um, interesting.
0: Yeah, I, for, I, I think since, since I'm a Gungan, I had a slightly different uh, 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 stat line.
1: Oh, so your stat probably started in a different spot, yeah. right? Like you had a one somewhere, you had a three somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, that that is what I did. I bumped my intellect to two, which is relatively cheap because it's it's you know it's it's going up one, but I did bump my agility to to four, um,
2: uh, and I don't think I bumped
0: anything else.
2: Uh, that would have been about ninety experience. I don't think Dungeon start with a hundred twenty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I did take extra obligation, but I think that was mostly to pull, like, add a couple of skills and, and maybe take a turn. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So, obviously, it seems like the right choice is to bump the agility up to four for 70 points, right? Right. Um, I feel like doing less than that is would be really doing a disservice, uh, especially because I don't think – so so in a, in a far future version of the build, right, where you can get the dedication talent at the bottom of the, uh, like, at the bottom whatever street, uh, tree... We talked about this before. Um, at the bottom of every class uh, or career specialization talent tree, you can spend 25 points to gain a plus one to a single characteristic. Um, and so if you raise two different specializations to that max level... Um, going all the way down the tree to in the in the dedication, uh, you can get two instances of dedication and like raise your whatever. Um, but I don't really plan on taking another tree right off the bat. I feel like it's better for me to invest hard in Arc Trooper um, than it is for me to invest in. Uh, a second, a second specialization, and that only gives me access to the one dedication, which I might not even take, depending on how like the points work out. So I probably want to have agility at four to start with.
0: Yeah, and and like you, you probably want it to be at four anyway, right? Like spending the twenty five to get down, like spending everything to get down there. Like if if you want to get it to six eventually, right? And like you know, this game is nice because you can theoretically just keep throwing trees onto your character. Um, yeah. Uh, like having to only go through two trees to get your primary stat to six is much better than having to like, cause the third tree, if, if it's in class, it's, it's 30, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's 30 XP, right? And then you have to climb all the way down that tree. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think getting your, your primary stat to four is, is a pretty high priority.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, then the question is what do I want to do with this 30 extra experience. Like my, my gut instinct is to buy a, a third rank in one of the characteristics. But my build is very agility focused. Like just looking at it, um it's not like there is another really great uh tr- uh characteristic that I'm using a lot of like intellect or cunning or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, I so I well I I I do think you should probably spend it there just cuz like that's, you know, the quote-unquote optimal thing to do. Plus, you know, you have the advantage of having a bunch of extra XP to spend where you want and not having to, you know, make make you know level one decisions essentially. Yeah, um, that's true for sure. Um, what would I, if I, if I were
2: in your shoes, I don't know what I would. uh. So it depends in large part on what you want to have as your secondary specialization. If you wanted to be very much a combat specialist, I would recommend brawn as your secondary, the one that you raised to three Yeah, because, uh, extra point in brawn would increase your soak, which improves your, um, ability to take damage. It would also raise your, threshold by one and um both of those are very key to being able to actually take a hit um okay on the other hand if you are very focused on being able to ambush cool is presence based which means that having a higher presence which is generally more of a charismatic skill would actually potentially get you some slightly better initiative roles um which can Potentially pay different. Yeah, so I was
1: actually thinking about that because, uh, you know, while I'm obviously not thinking too hard about another specialization right off the bat, um, the other specialization that I I am interested in, I guess, let's say, is the Clone Commander one, um, which is also inside of the same uh, career. So it would be easier to take and stuff like that. But it has some – there is, like, some neat stuff in here that I like. Um, for instance, the ability to use uh, – like, you can subj- you can um, substitute a knowledge warfare check for another skill check, which I don't even know how that works, but it just, like, sounds awesome. Um or uh another example of this is Practice Strategist, which might be my very favorite, which is once per session you make you can make an opposed knowledge warfare check against a leader of enemy forces to gain a narrative advantage. Like that's that sounds like my yeah. thing. The the thing that sucks about this tree though is that it has a bunch of stuff for like like mass combat, which is not like we're not using any of those sorts of rules so it would be a very light dip into that tree for some of like the cooler stuff but you know maybe avoiding some of the stuff that doesn't actually um you know clever commander is kind of a waste of 10 points because we're not really making mass combat checks
0: so so just on on those points right like if you want to like focus on knowledge warfare that's an int boost right um but just kind of share my side of this right like um I didn't make this, I made this kind of choice in reverse because Gungan has a higher presence naturally. Um, But like that kind of shape that I wanted to pick up more presence based skills. So like, that's kind of why Jad kind of has this, like, like he's not exactly like a leader, but he's like a little bit of a driver of force. Right. Like, and so like Mm -hmm. that kind of was informed by the higher presence and you can, you, you have, since you're a clone, you can do it in the opposite direction, right? Like whatever you see that secondary thing that you are being, you can, you can pump that, that, Thing up uh, or th- that characteristic up a little bit. Not that that like super limits you, right? Like if you decide like in two sessions, but like you know, let's say you go with the knowledge warfare and you pump your in, and like in two sessions, you're like, oh, I really like the charm stuff, right? Like yeah, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, but it's not like the end of the world. um As you probably could tell from GMing it, um having like like you can you can be pretty good at things that you're not supposed to be great at, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. um Especially if you bother to like invest the ranks, so. Um, so, like, given all that, I would say, like, if you want to focus on combat, Brawn, if you want to focus on, like, the cool stuff or, like, some leadership stuff, presence, and, uh, if you, that clone commander thing you specifically highlighted, uh, which is knowledge warfare-based, uh, that's intellect. God, that's a tough one.
1: That's a real toughie. Um, because I do think that that offers, like, a, a, a couple of different routes, and I'm more, I don't want to say locking it down, obviously,
0: but... So, so something to consider, and I do not know where these are located. But um, do you know what signature abilities are? No one in our game has them yet. Um, oh right,
1: yeah, they're the thing that get tacked onto the bottom of the tree. Yeah. yeah, so I think that there are signature abilities in here in A Collapse of the Republic. Clone Soldier, unmatched teamwork. What is the signature ability? Yeah, so this goes at the bottom of the skill tree. Is that is that? Correct, but it is yeah. on every single one of these. So once per session as an incidental, the character may spend two destiny points to activate unmatched teamwork until the end of the encounter. The character may assist another character as an incidental instead of a maneuver once per round. And then there's a bunch of stuff that it seems like modified, like the character's assistant instead adds a success, the character's assistant instead adds a success and an advantage. Uh, the character's assistant also removes a, um, a setback die. You know, unmasked teamwork costs one fewer destiny point to activate. What are you? What are your thoughts about uh, the signature
2: abilities?
0: So I know that on my tree, there's one that requires knowledge warfare. So I, I was I was thinking you would, like just in case that was like a thing that might uh, okay. be there. Is there another? Is there a second one? Because um, I know I know that we like that most classes get a second one,
2: but it would not surprise me if the clones only got one. Uh, as far as I see, it's only the the first one. Collapse of the Republic only has one signature ability in it. I'm pulling out my Rise of the Separatist in order to check to see if that has a um, signature ability in it as well.
1: I'm looking at it now. It doesn't seem to have a signature ability. I'm looking at their Clone Soldier tree. I mean, maybe the answer is I'll look at this other Clone Soldier tree. These are the same tree, right? So I effectively have six different Talents trees under the same career. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Um, Right. So Clone... All the clone soldier specializations are considered part of the same class, and as such, they're all considered in career, um, all career specializations. So you don't cost; it would not cost extra to acquire them.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I hadn't taken I hadn't taken a look at um, some of these uh abilities but i'm i'm wondering a little bit if maybe it would make more sense for me to drop into clone officer clone pilot uh or clone trooper we kind of already have uh a lot of this stuff sort of covered though i like armor master a lot there's an ability in here which increases the total va- soak value by 1 when you're wearing armor and you can increase it again uh or you get defense with the improved version which is which is kind of like even better you can you can kind of become a little bit of a tank i guess
2: that is exactly how my Mandalorian is trying to tank, particularly with his Brawn of two.
1: That makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, I'm probably going to add. Boy. I think I'm going to add to Braun. Part of my calculus here is that I want to stay a little bit of a way. I I don't want to, I don't want to step on other folks shoes too much. And so I feel like if I were to go up presence and be doing the same sort of presence based stuff, I would be a little bit too similar to Jad. Um, And while I like the idea of going this knowledge warfare thing with the clone commander, um, spending 30 points here just for plus one intellect doesn't seem super worth it.
0: Um, i don't know what do you guys think i think that i think the point's worth it just because it's so hard to increase like i, th- I think you definitely want to spend it on on a, on a on a point or on, on a ability increase just because yeah like,
1: yeah so what i'm thinking is maybe i'll do brawn and try okay. and be a little bit more of like a power operative that can do you know instead of it's you know we, t- we you you know we talk about this in like career terms where you have like you're really good programmers and engineers. And then you have the people who go become managers. I think that this is going to be a rare character of mine that is not going to go very deep into the charisma based leadership stuff and instead is going to focus on being a powerful operator in and of himself, um, which Bron makes the most sense for Right. Um, better at combat, you, you know, picking up more for athletics, for moving around the map. Like we, like we had talked about
0: um, soak uh, all of that stuff. Yeah, and there there is a knockdown uh, a talent inside of uh, inside of your tree. Uh, which yeah, is for melee, you know so.
1: something something else that I'm looking at now that I'm looking at my tree is there's also an ability in here that's really neat, um, which is in the final bit. But it's called tactical evasion, where you upgrade the difficulty of range combat checks targeting my character the number of times equal to the number of maneuvers they perform to move. So if I perform two move maneuvers um i can uh i get plus two on uh ra- like on you know range combat checks to to attack me and i think that that's actually pretty useful for being able to like close into melee pretty quickly and have a lot of defenses so that you're not super you know like caught out or whatever i i like that idea a lot i'm 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 feeling good about this i'm gonna i'm gonna tick up my brawn so i'm not gonna have a brawn of three with a little bit of a melee
0: off build maybe yeah, I'm curious. Can you guns blazing with like a pistol and like a, I don't know, like a like a fist or something? Yeah. So I was thinking about that, too. Like, maybe that would
1: also make sense. Like, so part of the way the two weapon fighting. I read the two weapon fighting rules. Part of the way the two weapon fighting rules is it penalizes you for having different stuff. Um, so you always take the worst. If you want to attack with two weapons at once, you have to attack, essentially, with your worst weapon. If you're using two of the same weapon, it doesn't matter, right? So if I'm dual-wielding the exact same pistol, it, right. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Um, but if my melee is very low, but my ranged light is very high, well, that ranged light actually doesn't matter. It is the melee that
2: does. I um, so so I, I double-checked the full text of guns blazing, and it does specify that it does have the ranged light uh, for both weapons. Oh, okay, okay.
1: okay. Okay, so fair. That that makes sense though. I feel like at the end of the day maybe melee will be like an off, you know, so, the, uh, like a sometimes thing um yeah. whereas most of the time it's going to be gunslinging. Um which, you know, makes sense having having that kind of variety, yeah. having a little bit of variety.
0: You you can punch without taking the the two additional strain or whatever. Uh which is what the are going to do, you, yeah. So,
1: so we've invested these 100 Character generation, talent points, and locked ourselves into uh, three bronze, four agility, two and everything else. Um, it would now be the best time you think to invest the rest of that experience.
0: Uh, well, let's, uh, let's potentially,
2: go but wouldn't what? be that hard to continue through with the next steps of deriving attributes. Yeah, I agree with Nick. Sorry, on that. I No, no oh, I, that I absolutely agree sense. with you. <laughs> we're yeah, say the same thing.
0: Fun. Let's uh, let, let's let's do this by the book, as it were. Uh. All right. All right. all
1: right, so we're going to derive attributes. A character's wound threshold. Um, uh, I, I feel like I'm Magni in Battle for Azeroth. You guys don't get this joke. But all of my wild friends do. Uh, <laughs> a character's wound threshold is determined by adding species wound threshold, minus 11, to his brawn rating, minus 3. So I would have 14. Um, and further increases to a character's bra- brawn do not increase his wound threshold. Um, so that's interesting. So if I upgrade my brawn later down the line with a determination or whatever, um, I'm not actually going to get more. I'm not actually going to get more wounds out of that.
2: Right. Past character generation is really just more ranks in the toughen talent that would increase your wound threshold uh, or grid in your strength threshold.
1: Okay, so that makes sense. So that's at 14. Uh, that seems like a pretty good number. I feel like a lot of people hover around that 10 to. I think Wall River has a ton. I think he has like 16 or something. Maybe
2: 18. I think he's up to 20.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, obviously he's a very melee focused combatant, so he must have Brun at the S. Um, then we have my strain, which is derived from willpower. Uh, okay, so my willpower is 2, which would mean my strain would be 13. All right, this makes sense. And then defense, I, I wouldn't have any defense uh, off the bat, right? Uh, so, yeah, I would have to get yeah. items to do to do defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then my silk. talent. Yeah, okay. And then my default soak value is equal to my brawn rating,
0: so that'd be three. And the soak does go up.
2: I yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. It does specify that while additional brawn pass card creation does not increase wound threshold, it does increase your soak. This okay. Good.
0: All right. Uh, determine motivations. Right. There is a formalized motivation. I don't think this has ever really come in, other than just kind of like a like a story thing, right? Like, um. Oh yeah, I see this. I I, I typically
1: think that we uh, cover this in obligations, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so they're supposed to be a little bit different. Um, I think they're just supposed to be kind of like you can reward people for like. Like you know, this is just like a kind of a way to—it's a tool to to drive, um, your character, right? Like, um, but I do think it's 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 a little bit important, right? To at least have like the kind of in the back of your head, right? Like you know, like like uh Jad's thing to find like a new colony, uh, yeah, for sure. T four T four's drive to be to be a real boy. Um, what uh, what do you think your your motivation is going to be?
1: You know, my initial thought is how um you know like like the core driving uh like beating heart of omega is that like sense of betrayal where like the clones were like bred for war and used by obviously like the emperor and the empire and so that kind of makes me it looks like i want to take a cause motivation where I am fighting for the cause of, like, overthrow the Empire. But I actually think that that might be a little bit too harsh, especially because, like, we're going to be pulling jobs for the Imperial Remnant, right? Like, we cannot, like, you know, Omega cannot like the Empire, but... It's if that becomes my motivation. It's like, wow, well, we can never take a an imperial remnant mission again, which I think is kind of like well,
0: also not puts great. you at odds with like Kento, right? If Kento ever shows up, yeah, again. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like the idea of like you know, in the way that you might have two followers of like marginally opposing gods uh i played a warhammer game that was like this where like one guy was a follower of sigmar i was a follower of ulrich and what like, we were fighting on the same team we all wanted to kill skaven we all wanted to kill chaos or whatever but like you know we had that little friendly rivalry i feel like it's the same sort of thing right like um which probably means that that shouldn't be my uh my motivation itself um maybe relationship would make sense with like comrades uh i feel like that's very natural for a i feel like that's very natural for a clone trooper to get very connected to the folks that he is fighting alongside
0: okay so like what was this like friendship
1: yeah i well, so in it would be type of motivation relationship to oh, comrades Do you see um
0: uh yeah okay I buy that ah so. I see I see yeah 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 um and so is 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 this just kind of like you you like is this like part of your your clone legacy right like you just like naturally integrate with whoever you're fighting with yeah and- I think this is part of honestly this is a little bit of Omega this is like part of
1: his um like, the tension, right? Because he is also a clone, and he is a clone who is, like, created under a different set of circumstances, uh, because obviously the ARC troopers have a different template than, like, the actual clone troopers do. Um, But at the end of the day, he is still just as much, you know, bred for a purpose, and that purpose is war, as the other clones. And I feel in a certain sense, almost his motivation is a compulsion from without that garners a certain amount of resentment right like he can't help himself because this is programmed into his dna and it and he is not free because of it but at the same time you know there's nothing you can do about that and so like he, he is he is similarly committed if that makes sense, no
0: that, that makes that makes total sense I'm, I'm imagining this kind of like you know you start like you know omega starts like fitting in with the group right it's like you know Gets really comfortable, and then one of us does something terrible, and just like you know, flashback to Order Sixty Six. Roll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> roll, discipline to not suffer from PTSD. Um, yeah, uh, which I think I think is super compelling. Uh, so I, I like that. I like that kind of like you know, uh, the, the kind of the relationship comrade contrast with obligation betrayal. It's like I think it's super good. I like that a lot.
2: Okay,
1: um, so uh, step nine is gear and appearance. Uh, so what is the starting the like the starting credits, starting gear five
2: I believe starting credits is 500 okay. uh, you may actually need to take additional obligation in order to qualify for your package
1: oh that is interesting I didn't think about that right because it because so just for, for all the folks at home there is a special rule for if you are creating a clone. Uh, If you're creating a clone soldier um, where you can take a base package essentially at level one um, where you can, you know, you get all of the, you get all of the, the default clone stuff, right? You get a gun, you get some armor or whatever, but that package is a thousand credits at character creation, which is not a number of credits that I have. If I'm starting at 500, which sucks,
2: um, if you raise your obligation from five to ten, that gets you the additional five hundred necessary to buy it.
1: Okay. All right, that's fine. That's interesting. Okay, that gets you a thousand, right?
2: Uh, I believe it's five hundred for a five and fifteen hundred for a.
0: And um, in, in Edge of the Empire, yeah. it's a thousand for five and twenty five hundred for ten. Oh. Okay.
2: Oh. Did they my change mistake. it
0: in one of? Or did, did Were you remembering that? Or. or...
2: I, I that was me misremembering. Okay. My say, apologies. It, it, okay,
0: so I would take an extra five
1: well let me let us let's, let's backtrack a little bit. I don't think I want to increase the intensity of my obligation. I think I'd rather take on a different piece of obligation here. Okay. Um maybe maybe the easy answer is just PTSD. I don't know if that counts as obligation or if there's an obligation for that. Let's, um, uh,
0: let's look. Let's look through, through the it, obligations. It might be
1: something like obsession. Um Or even addiction. Wow, addiction would be an interesting one. We don't have anybody with an addiction
0: obligation. Be like addicted to painkillers. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so part of this too is that obligation doesn't have to doesn't have to strictly fall into these. And while you know, addiction, I think that addiction um, might be the right model for this. Even though I don't think I'd call it like you know. Uh, I I feel like what what this is is you know if something happens you have to like like you either take black dice to fight it off or like maybe you have to make a discipline check to avoid fear or something I, I think that's how yeah that's yeah how I, no,
1: that that makes a lot of sense to me I like that a lot especially because like I I also I like having an obligation that can't be changed with like money. You know what I mean? Like, hypothetically, like, Omega could go to therapy, maybe. And that would, like... You know what I mean? That would help him deal with this obligation. But it's not something where it's, like, I could kill... You know, like, I could kill the guy that, that's hunting me. That was, I mean, that is the other half of my obligation, right? But I think I think mixing those two up is good. I almost wonder if Duty Bound would make a sense for this. No, Duty Bound is very different now that I'm reading it.
0: Yeah. um, That's... <laughs> I'm just imagining Omega sitting down with D4 and like D4 just trying to get Omega to explain things. It's like, it's like a therapy session,
2: right? Like, so the other half of obligation though, is we do that role at the beginning of each session to see if an obligation triggers and puts a twist in the story. So in some respects, I feel like an important consideration when picking an obligation that I didn't necessarily realize when I was picking my own obligation is how, how, do you think this particular obligation is going to twist the story when it triggers?
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I think that like, so buddy has two obligations now, right? The first one triggering yeah. definitely has plot implications. I think this like, because like, because that's like the, the addiction triggering is supposed to be just like, you know, like if you were an alcoholic, right, you've got to have your beer now. Right. Or whatever, right. Like that, like hits somewhere in the mission. It's on to the GM to figure that out. Um, but like, I think that like, what what this would look like, right? Is like at some point during the mission, uh, if something explodes, the gym just kind of like jumps on it. It's like uh, uh, Omega. You're reminded of like you know the Killing Fields of like you know you know Coruscant Four or whatever, right? And roll yeah. roll discipline to avoid to avoid being shaken or whatever. Um, uh, so I, I think that does work well. I, I think actually these kind of I think the the kind of more personal obligations. Are easier to work into the story, right? Because like, you know, if, you know, we roll like the Imperial Betrayal one, right? Like, then the GM has to go figure out how that actually fits in, or, you know, at worst skips it. Right? Like, um, Yeah, I
1: mean, right now we have it where it triggers a an entirely separate mission taking place, which focuses on that in a in a story sense. Um So I, I think I agree with you that having kind of a I don't want to say generic, but a generic sort of like a PTSD obligation that could hit at any time um
0: that's that's a that's a good idea i like yeah. that a lot and i've, I've got okay, some ideas fair. about how to how to but no that was a good point to bring up nick I, I i've got some ideas about how to better integrate some of this stuff um we'll see if obligation triggers during my session and if i get to to use them but uh uh we talked about that a little bit later but uh, I, I i do think that there's a little bit more we could do to 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 make the obligations matter more um and just we all happen to have obligations that are a little bit more grandiose and a little bit less personal yeah Um. for sure uh okay uh what is next so is the only thing you're getting that package
1: oh i'm sorry yes so i would be uh right 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 okay so uh let me let me find the details of this package uh, it seems like it's in a black text table somewhere in Collapse. Of it's Republic. on
2: page fifty-three of Collapse of the Republic. Thank you. Uh, and that'll be one thousand. But because taking the extra obligation increases your credits by a thousand, that means you will also have five credits in addition to this to spend.
1: Okay, so that makes sense. Um, so that starts me with phase two clone trooper armor. Uh, the bla- no, I don't want the blaster carbine. Okay, this makes this is perfect. I want the DC seventeen hand blasters, which are the the pistols, a combat knife, three gra- three frag grenades. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um I'll probably try and swap out that clone trooper armor, but uh I think that is a good package to start with. At level 1 uh with the 500 extra credits, w- is there anything else that would it would make sense for me to pick up here and now?
2: Probably. Uh but it would less be weapons Armor. It'll be a lot more of a um, additional utility,
0: gear, utility belt, yeah. backpack, extra reloads. That maybe, stuff seems to be very effective. Um, like the,
1: the utility belt and all that other, you know, like all that other stuff.
0: Maybe if you wanted to pick up a melee weapon, uh, uh, he, he get the combat knife.
1: Yeah, I okay. start with that combat knife, which is probably sense. good
0: enough. Um, um, maybe like uh, like uh. If you go to the gear section edge of the empire, there's a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, so something that maybe we should, uh, consider doing is that like, technically our comm links are supposed to only be like, like, uh, like relatively short range. We have uh-huh. just kind of been in, ignoring that. Maybe okay. we start enforcing. Uh, this is something that popped up to my head because there is, there is a planet wide, um, uh, com link that we could buy,
1: uh, Oh, I see what you mean. So, yeah, so we are using, effectively, a an incorrect...
0: Um, we're, we're using the personal ones, and we should be using... like There's like a backpack-sized one that's like planet...
2: planet that, so the personal ones still list that they can go into low orbit. Oh, they can really? go quite a ways, but the long-range ones can go from one side of a planet to the opposite side of the planet, or oh, okay. to uh, ships that are way up there in high orbit. I don't think we've ever gone okay, that makes sense. more than a couple hundred miles which should still be within our personal comic range, okay. in my opinion, but maybe...
1: No, no, that makes sense. When we're... Oh, man, this is breaking my heart. I'm looking at the prices for ARC Trooper armor, and it's five and 6,000
2: credits. That's because it's so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is very good. It is very good armor. Um I feel like the way you you want to flavor that is that the one what you're wearing right now is like broken down and you can get repaired. Yeah, the old,
1: yeah, it, it like it once was Arc trooper armor, but like the pauldrons and all this, all that has like fallen off yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Uh, that makes a lot of sense. You, you want to buy stim packs? Twenty stim packs. <laughs> <laughs> we have not been using
1: stim packs very proactively in our game, yeah. so well, it we, is definitely something that is that is on my mind.
2: That last session though we really couldn't eat them yeah, yeah.
1: okay well maybe the, maybe the real answer is I will be saving money to try and pick up new ARC trooper armor um, and uh, and I will sa- I'll, I'll save all of my post character generation money that I'm gonna be starting with for that and I will try and spend this 500 down um, to pick up all of the other like accoutrements that are true you know that are necessary so um let me take a look
2: at extra gear so one thing i do want to point out is that yes you do get to keep any unspent credits when you start the game um also in addition once the players finish spending your starting credits you roll 1d 100 for pocket change so to speak
1: oh okay gotcha okay that makes sense Um, yeah, so I'm looking into, I'm looking into some of these extra, is there a table? Show me a table. I want to see how much this stuff costs. Oh, here
0: it is. Okay, perfect. There's a table um, on page 183 with gear and equipment.
1: So yeah, so we definitely want a comlink. We definitely, what is a holo messenger?
2: Uh, I believe that's the R2D2 displaying the person thing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the
1: puck. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense
2: you my only hope. So, oh, one piece to note is that with getting Phase 2 Clone Trooper armor, it does have an integrated comlink.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
2: Oh, that's so great. Is there, else in that...
1: okay, is there anything else inside of that Clone Trooper armor that I need to take a look at? Let me actually
2: take a look at it. Uh, no. Unlike the Arc Trooper armor, it doesn't have a whole bunch of additional pieces. It's really okay. just that it's effectively the laminate armor or Storm armor later on, but, um, with that comlink okay. uh, in addition to the
1: two so that i will not pick up a comlink i'm not going to pick up any poisons that's dumb and lame uh detection what is a general purpose scanner uh, does anybody have one of those
0: i don't think
1: uh we have a macro binoculars and electro binoculars one of the two
0: yeah i i have the, i have the macros i think Uh, there's also a bunch more gear inside of, uh, inside of uh, gear gadgets and gear. Yeah, I actually kind of like the idea of like
1: filling out a bunch of a bunch of gear um, when it comes to this stuff, like a com jammer, or a scrambler, or something like that, right? Like some of these mm-hmm. things that um, you know we might not have uh,
0: otherwise picked up. Yeah, uh whatever you think uh makes sense for your I I I would say that you, you want to go with something that's like very very omega if that makes sense.
1: Mhm. Definitely.
0: Um explosive shackles, 500 credits.
1: What 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 do explosive shackles do?
0: Uh uh lethal, uh a particularly intimidating malicious method of securing slaves and prisoners. Closed shackles have a small but lethal charges built into them to deter escape attempts. Usually composed of a collar and belt joined by Durastill chains, these shackles have detonators that can be set to explode at the push of a button. The wearer leaves a specified area, or when the wearer moves more than a certain distance from the control unit. Uh, and that, it's, that doesn't yeah. sound very good. Yeah, if a character fails to check, which is like a skullduggery to get it off, the uh, shackles detonate, inv- in- inflicting ten wounds on the wearer in each character's engaged range, <laughs> and ignore soak. Uh, which you know won't kill you, but you know it's. Uh,
2: oh uh, yeah, that really won't kill most people. It'll just really mess you up. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like the
1: com jammer and the com scrambler. I'm like looking at these. I feel like these are. Um... Uh, these are, these are pretty interesting. The comm scrambler encodes your messages, the comm jammer shuts down comms, but that feels like those items are cool and not something that we've, we've seen before. um, Sorry.
2: I wasn't quite realizing what I was saying, but the comm link that's integrated into one trooper armor does have a scrambler piece to it.
0: Oh, even better. Okay. Well, that's awesome. General purpose Um, does like heat signatures uh, and, uh, radiation, and sounds. Uh, oh, for the general purpose the scanner. scanner? Yeah, because you were asking about that.
1: Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like the com Jammer, especially because, like, I imagine... That to me seems sort of like, um, you know, like if you're playing Far Cry or whatever and you go and you disable all the alarms so that they can't call reinforcements. That's sort of how the com jammer would work, in my opinion, right? Like we would be setting up to ambush somebody, drop the comm jammer so they can't radio out and then, you know, attack them sort of thing. Um, so I think that that is a very cool thing that I want to pick up for sure. Um... Mm-hmm. Then uh, I do like the idea of picking up a, like scanners, just because we don't seem to have those, um, and uh, and I feel like, or maybe scanner goggler goggles would be a good a good way to do this. Well, I don't know if I could wear goggles and a helmet at the same
0: time. I mean, I, I like the the point of this. I think is pretty clearly to like like like. The- So, a lot lot of these ones that aren't, like, specific items are just kind of, like, examples of the way that these things work. And I think, um, since I'm going to be your first GM, I will make a solid ruling that, like, if you wanted to buy it, you just kind of, like, installed into your helmet, right? And, like...
2: Oh, okay. Cool. That's um, fine. So, a lot of that is also that there are armor attachments that do much of those same pieces.
0: Oh. Oh. Is that something that he would need to get instead? Uh, That's probably a... Yeah, that idea. makes
1: sense. I think I like the idea of picking up scanner goggles in general as like an alternate thing where it's like, you know, we can turn off the lights, I'll take off my helmet and put on scanner goggles. I'm fine with yeah. that sort of thing. Um, Either or. I apologize if people are picking up as I'm typing this stuff down, my, my clickety clacks on my clickety clack uh, Glorious mechanical keyboard.
0: keyboard. Don't apologize yeah. for having a mechanical keyboard instead of a fucking ugh, dome <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Okay, Uh,
1: so then I also like the idea of having general-purpose scanners. Uh, Ooh, wait, surveillance tagger. Well, so can I pick up rare stuff, restricted stuff in
0: uh, Uh, character creation? Restricted? That is a good question. I don't think you can pick up restricted. I could be wrong about that. Like, I feel like that's at least got to be like a...
2: May not purchase restricted items unless specifically given dispensation by your GM.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, I definitely like the idea of picking up surveillance taggers. Um, so that might be something that I prioritize a little bit later down the line. Um, let me take a look at some of the other gear that is in uh, some of these other books. Is there other gear that you guys think would make uh, would make sense, something that I should take a look at?
0: Uh, I haven't seen anything super crazy. Um, it starts on page 111. Um, uh, let me see. Which book? Uh, oh gears gadgets
2: and gear. Okay. Wasn't sure if you were to that or Edge of the Empire or something.
0: Yeah. It's Magna Cups, which are like stronger binders.
1: Yeah, I feel like we uh we get a lot of use out of Argus's binders.
2: One thing I didn't realize though is just how easy it can sometimes be to make that four difficulty check. Uh, in that very, very first session, Wolver was able to completely burst the cuffs when uh, the party ended up disagreeing with Argus. <laughs> <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Magna Cuffs, uh, there's... Uh, well, there's like a scanner in here. Uh, Security sweeper. Uh, so how much? How many starting credits do you have left? And then you also have, have like other stuff to buy. Obviously. I you know
1: I wasn't actually paying attention. Let me take a look. What did I? You what s- did I choose as things that are cool? Com jammer, scanner goggles, and a general purpose scanner all th- are things that I all highlighted as cool.
2: Right. Uh, and in terms price. of what you have as starting credits, you started with fifteen hundred because of the additional obligation. You spent a thousand of it on that uh, package with your armor and weapons. Uh, and then that leaves 500 left for additional starting gear.
1: Okay, so a general-purpose scanner would be 500 credits, which would be everything. Uh, a hand scanner is 100 credits, which would obviously not be everything. Uh, and then a... Com- Where's the com jammer? And a com jammer would be 400. So maybe the right answer would be to take the, the com jammer and the hand scanner as just, like, the two extra things and call it a day. Um, I feel like those are, those are the coolest things most flavorful pieces of the of the kit and they fit very nicely into that five hundred so I'll get rid of this general purpose
0: scanner i mean you, you do also at some point have uh like uh, sorry uh you have you have your own kind of sorry uh, the uh, the um are you mean the uh your extra money yeah, are. the pocket change, yeah, for sure. Well, not only sure. the pocket change, but, like, the stuff that you've earned, right? Like, you're like, yeah,
1: you're... so my thinking with that stuff is that I'm going to try and put that away. Uh, right now, it's 2.9 thousand credits. Um, and if I can save up to buy uh, real ARC Trooper armor, I would love to do that. Okay. Um, okay, so with the Comm Jammer and the Hand Scanner, that should give me... Uh, Everything I need for the end of the gear section. So what's next? I, I, I uh, just... Is selecting a ship. Well, we don't need to select a ship because that's already done.
0: <laughs> before we move on, I do want to point the
2: out... Roll the D-100.
0: Uh, be- before we get too far away from that, though, I do want to point out that uh, one of the items that you can get is Lando Calrissian's Cape Armoire. And there's, like, all sorts of different effects for, like, all of Lando's different capes. Which I think is hilarious. Also, Leia Organa's Diplomatic Wardrobe. Which book is that in? Uh, It's Gadgets and Gear on page 133. Wow. Okay.
1: Um, So now we are done with the character creation process. And we're now kind of in that post-character creation process where I have 205 extra experience that is spendable right, right right this second. Uh, is there anything else that I should do or that you think I should focus on before we get into, before we get into these talents?
0: Um, if you want to pick up skills that you think are useful, right? Like it might, I would probably pump a couple points into ranged light. Um, like three was, is what, like 25 total? Cause it's 10 for rank two and 15 for rank three. Um, that's my opinion. What, what, what do you think, Nick?
2: Um, I've been very heavily invested in my talents, and I haven't actually put that many points into my skill. But that's because I've been chasing dedication, because I figure more green dice will make up for lack of skill ranks.
1: Okay. Um, I agree with you, and I think I will want to take at least two more points in ranged light, especially because I'm going to be going up against those extra difficulty checks uh, for doing dual wielding from time to time. Um, So what is the point value... So right now I'm at 1. It is a career skill. If I were to boost to 2 and then to 3, what would
0: the point values of those be? It's destination rank times 5. Uh, okay. So, so, so my
1: destination rank would be 2 times 5 for 10 and then 3 times 5 for 15. So a total of 25 of my experience is going into upgrading that ranged light um, That ranged light skill. I also think... Um, I also think that there are some other skills that I'm going to want to pick up at least a little bit on the way. Uh, for instance, stealth. Probably I want another point in that, so that's another ten.
0: Yeah, and uh, just to make sure that that you've marked it down correctly, all of those skills, even the one, the skills that you didn't take are still class skills, right? So you still get the discounted. Uh, the, yeah, and yeah, then and that. then if I'm taking something that is not discounted, if I wanted perception, for instance, that's. Uh, uh, an extra five per rank. Okay. Um, uh, it might be worth at some point, if, if like it's a skill that you're going to really like, gonna push at some point, it might be worth picking up a tree that has it as a class skill to save it, save the points along the way, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: There's at least one of the other clone soldier specializations that I know had Perception.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not looking to pick up Perception specifically, uh, but, you know, it's definitely on my mind. I guess, and then the question is do i what I want to pick up more cool or would I want to pick up more cool? I could hypothetically pick up two points in cool for one yellow to green
0: or one point just for the two yellow um Uh, you can you can hold off on that decision and then buy some talents and decide later that you okay know. yeah so let's take a look at
1: this talent tree
0: um so here are my
1: core things in this talent tree I definitely want guns blazing um and I probably want quick strike get get the drop maybe tactical evasion that's obviously a lot of points but um so I want on one hand something on the right side of the tree and on the other hand something on the, the the final stuff on the left side of the tree, which maybe suggests that I should do a little bit of a zigzag here. I don't really care about these clanker killers. Um, like, as much as it is nice to be upgrading checks against droids, uh, I don't actually think that would be super useful for our games, because we're not obviously, like, playing in the Clone Wars or whatever. Um, also, am I correct that you need to take the prerequisite trees, but then you can move sideways?
2: Right. So, when buying talents, you have to start. Uh, your initial talents have to be in the five rank, and then you need to follow a line from a bought talent down into the additional one.
1: Okay, but so, I don't. Okay, so for instance, my my question really here comes down to Swift. Um, if I were to go conditioned, point blank, guns blazing, point blank, Swift, which would be down two and then across two, that would be that legal? would be legal. Okay,
2: right. I agree because that has I have the to line go- across
1: yeah i was thinking i would have to go up but that actually makes a lot of sense to me and i and i i think that that's good um that seems like the most direct route to get where we're going point blank seems incredibly good everybody seems to like you both both of you guys have it and you find it really useful am i am i right i don't have i'm a not sure blank. if
0: Chad, I, you have it?
1: I know i use it all the time
0: i i'm a sniper i am not in close range or engaged
1: <laughs> oh, uh then I Oh you're right. You are a sniper. Um, yeah, I well, I'm will definitely matter for me because yes. I will be uh at short and engaged a lot if with this sort of gunslinger build. So I think that this this route makes sense. So first we're gonna take condition for five. Um conditioned removes one setback per rank uh of coordination of wait what? Per oh per rank of conditioned from uh, athletics and coordination checks, and reduces the damage and strain suffered from falling by one per rank of condition. How many ranks can I take of ranked skills?
2: As many as you can find. You can't retake the same talent, Okay. but when you take additional trees, you might find that talent again. Um, and you could take it there. So basically, when you check the box, you're checking that box. So you can't spam that five uh, cost condition, but any extra times you find Condition, you can take it, and it'll stack, and it'll stack, and will stack.
1: Okay, so we're going to take Condition for sure, we're going to take Point Blank for sure, we're going to take Guns Blazing for sure. Then I think the right answer is to maybe move left and go Point Blank and Swift, Point Blank adding one damage per rank of Point Blank to damage of... Uh, one hit of successful attacks using ranged heavy, ranged light, and short or engaged. Um, this would give me a second rank in point blank, which seems good. And then SWEFT gives me no movement penalties for moving through difficult terrain. The other option is to move up into natural commando and then take all four of the 25 trees. So that would be natural rapid fire, dedication, tactical evasion, get the drop. Hmm. I like Natural Commando a lot. Once per session, the character may re-roll one range, light or stealth check. Um, that seems really powerful, but I'm not sure how much I care about rapid fire, and so investing 25 points to get over there seems like kind of not great.
2: It definitely depends on whether you want to rush the dedication. If you want the dedication, the re- you probably want to get the rapid fire in some respects, but if you're focused more on getting to get the drop, It'd be cheaper to do the cut across at the fifteen tier as opposed to the twenty five tier.
1: Yeah, and I do like this stuff that is in that fifteen tier. Obviously, point blank and swift. Um, maybe, maybe I'll dip up into natural commando, but avoid rapid fire dedication because natural commando is so good. And then continue across. What do you, What do you, What are your
0: thoughts, Mango? Um, I don't really have strong thoughts on 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 that. Uh, unfortunately, I, like I, I think I think. Yeah, I just don't have a strong, strong thought on that, sorry.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, so let's take point blank, swift. Let's, let's let's prioritize the important stuff for an extra 30. Wow, that's half my points already. Wow, this stuff is actually more, more expensive than I thought. Then it would be two in the 20, so we'd get grit, we would get quick strike uh, for an extra 40. And then uh, get the drop and tactical invasion would be... Uh, another 50 points, which put me at 185 points with an extra 20 points to spare. That seems like a lot, which I'm not sure... Maybe maybe just getting get the drop is good, but Tactical Evasion is not amazing.
2: Um, so I'm... let's just double-check what Tactical Evasion does. Um, so it's upgrading the difficulty of ranged combat checks targeting you, but it's upgrading them based on the number of times you've taken a maneuver to move. So... That is very much a stain on the run. Normally, you'll be moving once a turn at most. Um, but if you take additional strain to do a second one, then that'll give you that second point. Yeah. Um,
1: the funny part is this reminds me of a build from um, uh, from one of the Mark, Marks games that we played together. Do you remember when I was playing uh, Kenzo and... Um, his whole thing was getting concealment. It was like wind stance or whatever, getting concealment by moving certain amounts. It's the same, it's the same sort of principle The taking, I wonder if it's worth it to take two strain to get the two range defense die. Cause it is only against range combat checks. Um, or well, to, to, not, not to get to die, but to upgrade the two die. It is against range combat checks, which I think is pretty, um, like pretty commonplace obviously, but it wouldn't save me if I were to run into melee or run around people who are in melee. Um, So I think maybe tactical evasion wants to stay on the cutting room floor here, and uh, it might be better to um, it might be better just to take get the drop, which would allow me to do that you know to do that to really pull off those ambushes. Um, But then I have a bunch of extra stuff to invest into skills. What do you what what do you guys think? It's a
2: tough call. Yeah. Um, one thing I would also note is that there's also a toughness and grit in that five tier that you haven't committed towards. Yeah, it would true. almost certainly be worth spending the ten um, experience just to make sure that you can get both of those as well.
1: I'm, gonna do, I'm doing some quick math. I just want to make sure that I have all my addition correctly. Okay, so we have 5, 10, so that's 15, and then 3 more 15, so that's 60. Then 20 and 20, that's another 40, so that's at 100 points. And then 25, forget the drops, that's at 125 points, plus the points that I had already uh, invested into those skills, which was 35, right? Right. Um, so that leaves me with quite a bit. quite a bit to work with which is nice.
2: Though so that quite a bit can uh, get used pretty fast.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for me to... Uh, so now that I'm looking at this, it's important for me to really upgrade stealth. And I think it might make sense for me to take stealth up to three, which would be another 15 points. Um, because that would... Because then Get the Drop is giving us three on our initiative checks, which I think would beat most enemies that i've seen i feel like most initiative checks are sitting in that two range and so having three successes would put the whole party right at the top of the initiative order which i think is really powerful
0: yeah no i I agree it it becomes an additional three uh uh what's oh my god you're right it is
1: yeah i mean it is once per session obviously so uh um, you no, know, when
0: we gotta go first, we gotta go first, right?
1: When we gotta go first, we gotta go first. Plus, I also just think stealth will be important and very good. Uh, and so that's just a good investment. So that's an extra fifteen. We're at 175 with it with 20 points left. Um I definitely like toughened and grit, and maybe maybe that's just maybe maybe toughened grit and quick strike would be that would be twenty points, and again, it'd be another rank of quick strike to get two bonus dies to act before anybody else acts. Which is, on it. That's pow- that's powerful
2: as fuck.
1: Um,
2: uh, two bonus die.
1: Yeah. So I have one rank of quick strike, which is the the twenty next to grit, and then there would be another. There's another rank of quick strike under. Right.
2: I missed that. It was in the 10. twenty. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So adding adding two of those, I think, is very powerful, and that's something that I I, I guess I would want to seriously consider, um, especially because. Uh, I feel like I will probably be more open to damage and so toughened makes a lot of sense here. Um, getting up to sixteen in terms of my in terms of my wound threshold. My only question there is then, is my base check for initiative too low and outside of you know outside of get the drop is that is that bad? for instance, I could invest those twenty points. Or I can invest some of those points into upgrading my cool to try and get better, uh, uh, like my cool and my vigilance to try and get better um, initiative checks.
0: Sorry, I didn't quite follow that. Okay,
1: so um, so a core piece of this seems to be quick strike right which is you add bonus ranks per rank of quick strike to combat checks against targets that have right. not yet acted in, in the encounter i can get two two ranks of quick strike here is it worth it for me to get two ranks of quick strike but have my kind of base level skill checks for uh for my um initiative be fairly low right like my cool right now is one yellow one green um my vigilance is one yellow one green um or would it make more sense for me to invest points to upgrade my initiative skills so that when it comes time to hit the initiative i am more reliably acting first but not have the extra rank of quick strike the extra strain the extra wound kind of thing Hmm. Uh...
2: sorry um just doing the math real quick are we down to the last 10 in making the call?
1: This is down to the last 20 points of uh, of experience.
2: So with those last 20, you could definitely spend 10 on getting that second quick strike, and then 10 on raising your cool from 1 to 2.
1: Oh, that's true. And then I wouldn't take Toughened and Grit. Yeah, I, that's, er, that, that might make sense.
2: I, I seem to be counting you as already buying that, so I'm missing where the other 10 came went to.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Because
2: to start from the top, I've been trying to count down. So from the 205, you spend 35 getting those two ranks in ranged light and one rank in stealth. That mm-hmm. takes you to 170. Then you spend 30 getting the first three on the right-hand side there of condition point blank and guns blazing. That takes you from 170 to 140. Then you spend 30 getting the second point blank in the swift. That yeah. takes you from 140 to 110. Then you get the Grit and the Quick Strike. That's 40, so that takes you from 110 to 70. Then you take the um, Get the Drop, which will take you from uh, 70 to 45. Um, Then you spend 15 on getting your third point of Stealth, which takes you from uh, 45 to 30. Then I was counting... The top rank of grit and toughened. Oh, you're right. I added an extra twenty. 10.
1: I added an extra ten in there from there, so my calculation is a little bit off. Um now that I'm now that now that you've laid it out. Uh so I guess I can kind of have my cake and eat it too. I can take toughened grit, quick strike, and the extra rank and cool to have two yellow for my initiative checks. And that would finish off all of my experience.
0: No, right. That sounds good to me.
1: Okay. So let, let me let me let me lock that in. Um uh, I'm not going to sit here and type everything out, but I am going to just mark it down, um, yeah, so... and that will spend that will spend all of my experience. Okay, so uh, at this point, it feels like my character is done. Is there anything else that I am missing that uh, that I might otherwise need to pick up or start doing or something along those lines?
0: Um, so I don't think any of us have had to use it yet because none of us have rolled uh, rolled any any uh, what's it called despairs um, on shooting, but. Uh... Uh, maybe have uh, a reload because despair is like you run out of ammo. Generally, that's like the easy. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is right. Where you can and you can get ammo packs, um, in gear. Uh, what what is the cost of those ammo packs? Do do you guys have a? a... Uh, It's
0: not super expensive. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that might be twenty five.
1: Yeah, that might be something I pick up with like pocket change, with the chump change, um, as a good as a good extra, just you know, small small
2: bit. Right. So if you wanted to roll that pocket change. Yeah. It'd be 25. A D100. Okay. All right.
1: Let me uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to the sky Jedi real quick and uh, and look up the D one hundred and just roll it for fun. Wow, I only got seventeen bucks. Rip me. Um fortunately <laughs> I guess I have a ton of extra money because I technically have the two point nine K
2: You'll just need to tip into that a little bit if you want yeah, to actually get yeah. a third
1: Uh, I I think I'll spend down um, 50 of that to get two extra spare clips, Um, especially because that's something that um, that's something that I really want to want to like if if one of those blasters runs out of ammo, that would just be like really rough. I feel like for my whole build Uh, and I'd want to avoid that where possible.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but otherwise, I guess that's I guess that's about it. I guess you know, Omega, the man, the myth, the legend is uh, is ready to go once I plug Yay. all this stuff into my. Once I plug all this stuff into my character sheet on roll twenty.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, well, that actually took us like the entire the entire cast time. We don't even have. Oh, are any... we done with the cast? Well, we've got. We're at like an hour twenty. Okay, easy. wait, wait, wait.
1: Can I just end on one, one thing that was hilarious? And it just, it ties in to everything that we care about and everything that we love. And by that, I mean everything that I care about and everything that I love, which is... Um... <laughs> so, uh, do you guys know what Vero is? Uh, no. Is basically, Zack Snyder's personal Twitter account, okay? It is a, it is a rival social network to Twitter that for some reason Zack Snyder uses and he's like the only person that uses it. So like all of the Snyder cut people have been, <laughs> all of the Snyder cut people have been going to, to Vero and like asking him questions. And he responds to these questions all the time, right? They're effectively tweeting at him or whatever. And, um, and the question that has been rattling through Zack Snyder's brain a lot recently is pineapple on pizza. Yay or nay. And I just want to read his response. Okay, this is what he says on Vero. Look, when I'm in Italy or New York, I don't like pineapple on my pizza because the pizza in those places is so good. But every now and then, when I'm alone in my private moments, I get pizza with pineapple. It's who I am. (laughs) Which, I read that and basically died laughing. Uh, And so I wanted to share that with everyone in the cast. It's relevant to our pizza interests. It's relevant to my Zack Snyder obsession. My, My many points of obligation into obsession Zack Snyder. There it is. That's that's my that's my thing for
0: the week that I wanted to share real bad. <laughs> that is that is uh, that is quintessential buddy right there. You guys I... did not find that nearly as <laughs> funny. I told Rachel this
1: last night. At, okay, admittedly, it was like four in the morning because I, I was going to bed super late, and she and I died laughing because we thought that that quote was so hilarious. Well. The, I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean, to be well, clear, I'm. Not laughing at who are you guys? I'm laughing at this be so quintessential you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, uh, Nick, did you have anything you wanted to say before we uh, before we before we close this out?
2: Uh, just thanks for having me on. I definitely appreciate the crunch more than anything with a lot of these things and was very glad to have the opportunity to just Run through all this with you guys.
1: Yeah, it is something very satisfying building a deep character like this in a you know in a system because it adds so much more. You know, I feel like a lot of the level one you know early early character experiences are getting streamlined. Right, it's much easier to build a level one D and D five e character uh, than a than a D and D four e character or a three five character. Right, um, but when you are building characters at like median levels or whatever, like somewhere in the middle, that's when it gets like really crunchy um and you can kind of like dig into the very specific kind of point values and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no I I I uh I I absolutely agree. Um and uh, uh thanks Nick for 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 coming out to to help us. You definitely streamlined some of this cuz you know, I don't have all this information in my head. Um and it's it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun though. I think this is a good system. Um it's kind of like a a nice blending of of uh Crunch and and not crunch. I think I think it's good for I think it's a the right amount of crunch for a system that doesn't want to have like a tactical map, right? Like I I feel like <laughs> yeah. if you put too much more crunch in here it starts to feel burdensome, but I think I think it's I think it's good. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, um I guess that's all we've got then. Uh, if you'd like to email us what you think about uh, the system or about Omega or anything else that we talked about on this podcast, you can email us at podcastsandorsplaygames at gmail.com or subdursplaygames at gmail.com. No, it's podcastsandorsplaygames.com or subdursplaygames at gmail.com. Wow. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitch, on SoundCloud, um, rate and review us wherever you get the podcast. That's everything I had. Buddy and Nick, do you have anything you guys want to promote? I have nothing else I'm looking to promote. I don't have anything of my own. Uh, In that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.